Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. I'm Trey Gonzalez and very excited to once again welcome in Jacob Barner. Um, He is the world record holder officially, and I can't wait to hear what that feels like, um, of going to each stadium in America for um, the NFL in record time. Uh, Jacob, how does it feel? And welcome. Hi, Trey. How's it going? Yeah, thank you for having me. It feels very, very good, especially after three months of of traveling around the states it feels very good to finally kind of achieve it did you when you're looking back right now would you say more of it being tough um as your memory or being like the coolest experience you wish you could go back and almost start over it's definitely the coolest experience i've I've ever done i think i'd want a bit more time before i kind of went back Mm. uh there was it was it, it it was definitely tough but it was mainly tough just in terms of tiredness and traveling. So it's been really nice. You know, I've not, I've not flown for two weeks and that feels incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so things like that, uh, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I don't have to do right now, but you know what? I definitely miss being at the games, being at the tailgates, meeting the people, you know, I'm sitting at home now watching these games. It's just not the same, man. Yeah, the the big flight that you have to endure was from the U.S. to the U.K. How far is that? So it depends where you're going to. So when I flew out, I flew to Chicago. That was about, I think, about seven to eight hours. Mm. I can't remember. It was so long ago now. So, yeah, if you're going East Coast, uh, you can do it in like six. But if you're going like L.A., if you fly London to L.A., that's about 11-hour flight. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, that's that's – that's the one that'll get you. I got you. Cool. All right. So you finally did it. Um, not that you finally did. Actually, you did it in record time. So it's almost like you already did it. And <laughs> yeah. um, like, what happened? Like, after it's all said and done, they hand you a plaque and say thanks a lot and peace out. Or did they give you kind uh, of like a cool ceremony? And so basically, kind of, I come back. You know, I was there, and I obviously I broke the record, and I. I know I did it, but there's a whole kind of stage of verification that Guinness World Records needs to go through before they they believe me. You know, I can't just mm. say, no, I did it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so I come back. I had to submit a whole load of evidence. You know, I had uh, like a form that somebody who works for every team has to sign. I had to submit all my tickets or uh, like screenshots of my tickets I had a GPS tracker on me when I was at every stadium, so I had to submit kind of all the coordinates from that. And I also had to video every first play and every last play of each game to show I was there for its entirety. So wow. I also had to then send that all off to Guinness World Records. They came back about just under a week later, essentially saying, yeah, we believe you. It's all verified. You're now an official Guinness World Record holder. And so I will get a certificate essentially, but I am hopefully working with NFL UK to maybe get down to their office and be presented with the certificate officially. Um, so hopefully that will happen early January. So that'd be pretty cool. This side. Yeah. So they ended up giving you some amazing, uh, an amazing gift, which is tickets to the Super Bowl. Um, 
how did that feel? What was that feeling like? And what was it, you know, how, how did they surprise you? Yeah, it was, it was insane. It was certainly not something I was expecting. So this, I'm at the final game in Atlanta on Thanksgiving and the Falcons were really excited that I was breaking the record in Atlanta. And so they decided that the person that signs my form to verify I was there, they wanted that to be uh, Falcons CEO, Rich McKay. Wow. So I'm on the sideline. He signed my form. You know, we're talking. There's like kind of NFL films cameras around. But I just figure, you know, they're trying to capture the moment when I broke the record or Mm. whatever. And then kind of really chilled as if it's the most normal thing in the world. He just kind of, he just hands me this ball. It's like a gold ball. And Mm. he just goes, uh, oh, by the way, you're going to the Super Bowl. Wow. (laughs) Like really chilled. (laughs) And I'm just trying not to swear in front of these NFL network cameras because I know they want to use the footage. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just like, I'm just like, wait, what? (laughs) And then I look over. I had two friends there with me. And they're holding these two, you know, like the big fake checks. Mm-hmm, yeah. That they give to them, but basically two big fake Super Bowl tickets. Oh, cool. And they're just holding them. And I looked at them and I was like, oh, okay, this isn't a joke. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, just, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was, it was insane. And uh, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. So yeah, it was a great gift from apparently both the Falcons and NFL UK. So that yeah. was great from both of them. So are they going to hook it up with travel too, or do you have to just get yeah. your way? Oh, no. really? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they got me all sorted. So that's, you know, that's uh, incredible. Definitely makes, I mean, it was already yeah. worth it what I did, but it makes it like, I don't know, twice as worth it. Cause I've wanted to go to the Super Bowl for, I don't know how many years now. And I always said, you know, one day I will go. I don't know how I'm going to get there, right. but one day I'm going to make it happen. And now this this year it's gonna happen. It fell into place. Yeah, yeah exactly. We found a way somehow. Who who knew all you had to do was go to uh, thirty two games in eighty four days. Right, right. Just a very simple task. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So tell me, like, uh, of the couple of the most important or exciting parts of your second half of the season. We actually were on the show together um, a few months ago, and we got to cover kind of where your experiences had been at that point. And now that it's all over, what what do you look back and say, that's what I really remember the most, maybe your top two or three moments? Very good question. Uh, uh, in terms of – I'm going to split it into a couple categories, I reckon. Okay. So in terms of the games, I saw some obviously really good games since we last spoke. I would reckon the highlights, there was the, the Titans-Chiefs game in Nashville – where the Chiefs were well ahead and then Tannehill just and Derek Henry did their thing, brought it back. And then I think the Chiefs had a, a 50-ish yarder to take it to overtime, which the Titans blocked. And that was so memorable because Dang. not only was it a great game, but the Chiefs fans traveled really, really well. Mm. That stadium was 70 to 80% red. And so... Golly. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun for the majority of the game wasn't so fun at the end for the for, for them but it was just it was great to see them travel so well i loved nashville as a city mm. and that as a game kind of just topped it off as well so, so that was great okay and and like like you said there was a lot of chiefs fans there they took over the stadium which is really really cool but when they get 
upset. Not saying the Chiefs fans, but typical fans in general. It gets kind of sketchy sometimes. Did you ever feel at any point during your travel that you were like, okay, it's getting a little bit, you know, a little bit dangerous. I need to kind of go to another location or anything like that? I don't know about dangerous, but there was a couple of times where I'm like, okay, I can see a fight coming here. Mm. There was one time where I was at the Jets. I was at MetLife. And it's Jets Patriots. So obviously already you can kind of see where this is going. The Jets weren't doing so well. Oh, yeah. The Patriots were being the Patriots. <laughs> and uh, kind of, you know, their fans were kind of giving it, giving it, you know, giving it the big one. Oh, sure. We've won six times. You guys are trash. And then we had these kind of real no-nonsense New Jersey guys who were taking none of it. Oh, I love it. And then it's yeah. And anytime the Patriots fans said anything, the Jets guys just like, come here, come here and say it. And I right. was like, oh no, I could see where this was going. There was quite a lot of Patriots fans in that section as well. Jeez. And uh, this went on back and forth. You know, maybe the the same few remarks back and forth for like 20 minutes and i was like oh this is gonna end badly <laughs> so and, and luckily there were some other people i knew in the stadium so i went and i was and they were like oh there's a seat next to us so i was like i'm gonna come sit with you just because i was like not concentrating on the game because mm-hmm. it was a really boring game i was concentrating more on these guys just arguing than i was on the game golly so yeah, yeah it wasn't too i wouldn't i wouldn't say no one was in danger. It was more funny than anything, but it was ready to kick off. Man, I had an experience like that. It was actually at a baseball game that meant nothing. And so I totally get what you're saying there. Like, it's just fans can be fans sometimes. And Yeah. Oh, man. I can imagine you You got your fair share of, of arguments in seats around you and stuff like that. So it, Yeah, that well, it's funny out. as well. It's funny because – Obviously, I was in neutral in almost all of the games. Yeah. Um, but generally, I'd be cheering for the home team, and then it'd be funny because the road team would do something, and someone might like try and give me give me some stick, and I'd be like, I don't care that much. Mm. <laughs> I'm, che- I'm checking the Niners score on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, after being at all of these stadiums, obviously, you see your fair share of fans, you see your fair share of haters, random people, you know, all the above. What was the place that you went to and you remember like, I remember this one guy that just went all out with his outfit and everything that went with it. Was there any places like that or maybe a couple of places? Yeah, there's a few. You know, there's a lot of people that go all out. I got some, I remember when I was at the Cowboys tailgate, there was some uh, some great outfits. You know, people dressed as, as wrestlers. I had, there's a, also, there's a guy I definitely want to give a shout out to in arizona for the mm. cardinals and he has a uh he wear every every game he has a different hat depending on who the team is playing and he's like built it himself really? so like yeah so like this week i saw a picture of it they're playing they're playing the browns right so he had this like mini toilet he'd built on the top <laughs> of his hat that said flush the browns Wow. So, so these are like big time hats out for some reason. I was thinking just like a normal ball cap with something on it, but it's like an extravagant deal. Yeah. I'll send you, I'm going to send you a picture of of one of them, but yeah, it was was very good. Um, where else there was, there's, I mean, there was so many good ones. These people, I love it because they just go, they go all out and they're all so happy because they'll, you know, if people will stop them and be like, can I take a picture? 
and they're you know they're so happy they're so happy to do it. I you know I th- yeah. I thought surely it might you know it might get annoying after a while, <laughs> but they're so you know they they love it and they they love their team. I suppose that's awesome. Did you get to experience any table breaking or anything like that when you were in uh, New York for that? I didn't see any table break. I saw a lot of signs telling people not to break tables. Oh, I'm guessing there's been some bad experiences at some point. Oh, I can only but, imagine. Yeah, uh, but I have to say the Bills were the number one tailgate for me. Really? Got, yeah. What was it they about them? Party. So they just, they just, everything was like everything was so different to everywhere else I've been. So I go to this tailgate, uh, and there's like. Maybe a thousand people there. It, it may, maybe there's a lot of people there, mm. and they're doing things like still on cars, doing shots out of bowling balls, and then throwing them at the Dolphins logo because that's oh who they were goodness. playing. Um, they're open. I opened this uh, filing cabinet. They've got there, and there's like pizza cooking in there, and then they've got this uh, proper mailbox. And you open it up, and there's like a full chicken kicking it, chicken cooking in there. Oh my gosh. Um, and then the main guy, Kenny, who runs it, he uh, an hour before the game, they all just cover him in ketchup and mustard. And that's like I don't know standard. Why. I don't know why. Every game. Every oh game he said for 20 years. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but it was insane. They need to crazy. sponsor. That... Somebody needs to sponsor him. Heinz or something. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, my yeah. goodness. So it's, it's – um, yeah, that one was definitely very cool. Detroit, I, I'm going to say, was my close second in terms okay. of tailgate. Really? Loved it. Yeah, loved the Lions tailgate. Again, they just went all out. There was a hot tub at the tailgate, mm. uh, which, which was it was far too cold for me to venture in. But, yeah, no, they were <laughs> such nice people. You know, I turned up. They gave me some Lions gear to wear as well. Um, so, yeah, they were such nice people, and I yeah, I had a great I had a great day. That was one of my favorite days of the whole of the whole trip oh, was the, the Lions game. What would you say would be some of the extreme weather conditions that you remember enduring? Because we see it all the time. You watch NFL, and you're like, man, you know, this game's good. And then you look at the fans, and you're like, it's got to be miserable there. Did you ever have a miserable weather game? Yeah, I I, I got quite lucky, you know, and. Some of it, you know, I tried to get in and out of Green Bay before, you know, before it gets real cold. Same mm. with Buffalo. It got cold towards the back end, you know, late November. It definitely started to get cold, but yeah. it wasn't, you know, there was no extreme snow anywhere. I got quite lucky with the rain. There was only one game where you were sat in the rain. That was, there was a Panthers game quite early on, actually, this was where it got postponed because of a storm and uh, you because everybody then tries to go inside at the same time, you couldn't get anywhere. So you just got soaked mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes. You got soaked and then it went away and it was fine afterwards. But yeah, I got quite lucky. It was, there was some, you know, Philadelphia was probably the coldest game I was at. It was the Eagles Patriots game. And that, that game was, was really cold because we were like right at the top of the stand and right on the end. Mm. So you just got all the wind right in your face. Jeez. I remember at one point I went down to get drinks and I bought, I bought both a beer and a hot chocolate because I figured I have a cold sip and then a hot sip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, did you like? I know notice that you've gone to a, a few Patriots games. Um, yeah, five. You know, <laughs> wow. Okay, I didn't know that. So, um, when I think of the Patriots, you think of people who love them or they hate them, right? It's it's one of those things. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, you love them, you hate them. There's you know Raiders. I would say is very similar to that as well. Did you have yeah. any? 
did you ever notice any players that were very universal among fans? Like, for example, you know, um, I don't know, Lamar Jackson has become a sensation, a phenom. Did any, yeah. you know, was there any players spe- specifically that you were like, dang, everybody likes this player. It doesn't even matter if they don't like his team. Lamar was going to be the one, funnily enough, I was going to say. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, ev- everyone, there was kind of like, even when teams were playing Lamar, there was an appreciation, really, for how good he was. I would say the same around Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Pe- people, you know, it's probably a mixture of they're really, really good. They're really exciting to watch. But also they come across as really nice guys mm-hmm. in the media. And so it's hard to hate on them, right? It's hard to, to look at them and go, oh, you know, I don't like him. Um, so I would say they're the, they're the main two where even the road fans were just like, you know, I hope we can stop him, but they'd make, a, they'd make some ridiculous play and they'd just be like, we can't stop that. Like, how can you <laughs> stop that? So I'd say them two, and maybe, maybe uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well. Okay. Because I saw a couple of games where he just makes grabs and, you know, you can't cover it any better, but it's no. just, you know, he just did his thing. He's so good. Yeah, all those guys yeah. are very good. Um, and then, so let's flip that script. Was there any guys that you were just like, okay, people just hate this dude. Like, there's just nothing. You're not coming around this. Um, you know, obviously, I saw the Patriots five times, and four of them were on the road. So I've got four games of people not hate, hating on Brady. Mm. Um, I obviously saw the the only game Antonio Brown played in this season. Oh wow! So that okay. was a, that was a strange one. I was at the Dolphins game. Um, so that was obviously a strange one where the Dolphins fans, you know, didn't like. I mean, I think a lot of people don't like him right now. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, may, I suppose they probably. I'd say most of them play for New England. <laughs> so I'm thinking of like players that just all over the place. And since you're a 49ers fan, last time that we had you on the podcast, we asked about Colin Kaepernick and what you thought about that whole situation. Well, yeah. more news came out about Colin Kaepernick. They basically said that they're over it. The NFL's done with him. He wants to get get into the NFL on his own terms, and if it doesn't work for him, it doesn't work at all. So what do you think about that whole situation now? I, th- I think it's probably done. I think if something was going to happen, you know, it was going to happen off the back of the whole workout fiasco that kind of went on <laughs> yeah. I, I would I, i'd be surprised now if a team takes takes the leap on that um it all obviously depends on 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 what teams envision him and his role mm-hmm. you know could i could i see a team like the panthers bring him in as a backup yeah. you know maybe i could see that and i i say the panthers because you know, they brought in Eric Reed, and they seem to be able to get over that over a similar issue. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, you know, it's, it's it's a bit different, but you know, if there's a team that could maybe do that, may, maybe it's them. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they're struggling, especially this season. This off season is so interesting to me because there's a lot of QBs who were starting QBs who are going to be on the move this year. Mm-hmm. You look at you look at teams, you know, QBs that could be on the move. We're talking Cam Newton, Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, maybe someone like Philip Rivers. You know, there's, I know there's the talk of Brady. I don't think that will happen. No, that's um, so weird. But you look at it and you go, I can't think of a year where there's been more potential starters on the move. And so 
it's probably a tough year for him to try and go in as a free agent. Yeah. Um, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, another one, you know, if he's going to go get a big contract, start a money, this is the year he's probably going to go do it. So it's probably a really rough year for him to try and break into that market because you can probably take somebody with maybe less risk as a, as a, as an owner. Yeah, I got you. Cool. So let's go back into obviously the best gift that you probably that you received in your time here in the United States was the Super Bowl ticket, something you've been wanting to do for a long time. What yeah. is like the, the the second best thing that you received while being here? That's a good question. I got a lot of I got I got a lot of good stuff, you know. In Denver, I was given a Broncos hoodie, a Broncos hat, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I was given uh, a signed Matt Ryan jersey from the Falcons, so that was pretty definitely very wow, cool. Yeah, um, I was given sideline passes in in Dallas, which was incredible. Uh, I've got you know so many things like T-shirts from tailgates. Uh, the Dolphins gave me like a little goodie bag with a load of Dolphins stuff in it, like mm. a T-shirt, a hat, that kind of thing. So yeah. It's hard to pin down just one. I've been given so, so many things. And in fact, I even had somebody um, message me who said they were going to send me some stuff from like some, from some Cardinals fans that I met. And they were like, oh, give me, a, give me your, uh, your mailing address. We're going to send you some, some stuff as a congratulations. I was given a full bottle of whiskey by the guy who owned, uh, owned my Airbnb in Tampa. Oh, cool. Which was, that was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, that that's definitely up there for sure. I've been working my way through that as I uh, since I've come back. Every time I watch a uh, a prime time game, I have a little bit of that. Yeah. Did you ever run into the situation where you just kind of showed up somewhere and people recognized you? You'd never met them, but they were like, "Hey, there's that guy." Did you ever have that moment? Yeah, I did. Funnily enough, more towards the end, kind mm. of once it gained a bit more kind of popularity. So. A couple of times that kind of stick in my mind was when I picked up a rental car in Nashville, uh, which I was, you know, taken to go drive all the way up to Cleveland and then across to Philadelphia. Okay. And the guy behind the, the guy behind the desk recognized me and was like, oh, where, where, you know, where are you driving this car to on your travels? So that was pretty cool. And wow. then when I was in Atlanta, it happened quite a bit because they'd put me on the big screen. And I like, you know, I watched the big screen, but I probably wouldn't remember someone then if I saw them in the stadium. And loads of people, you know, throughout the rest of the game would like, while walking around, they'd be like, oh, you're the guy who's going to the Super Bowl. Congratulations, man. So that was really nice. That was pretty cool as well. Wow. It's people have some insane memories. It's, it's I know, right? But hey, Jacob, congratulations once again. I, I'm really happy for you. I thought you achieved something super cool. And I know a lot of people. Um, that I've talked to think the same way. So once again, congratulations. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I hope you have a great time at the Super Bowl. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Oh, yeah.